Welcome to the Byesville Assembly of God podcast. We are a church of connection with God, with people, and our community. Join us each week for powerful messages from God's Word presented by our lead pastor, Dustin Dyke. And now, this week's message. 2022, we all know that you are the real Christians since you're here on Sunday morning, Christmas Day. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. <clears throat> We're here to celebrate our Savior's birth, and I'm excited. If you're new here, first of all, we want to welcome you. My name is Dustin. I'm the pastor here at Byesville Assembly of God. I serve alongside our next-gen pastor, Scott Norquest, and him and his family are out for the day uh, because it is Christmas, and so uh, next week you will have uh, him preaching on Sunday morning, so looking forward to a great word that he has. Uh, my wife, Hannah, is in the back there. If you can just give a wave, our sons, Nehemiah and Josiah. Again, if you're new, we welcome you here. We're glad that you're with us. This is Christmas morning 2022, and uh, it's just awesome. So I want to ask you this Christmas morning, what does Christmas mean to you? What does Christmas mean to you? Think about that. And as you think about that, I've recruited some help, and I would like for them to talk right now on the screen. I believe it should be there. There we go. That's it. Jingle bells, come let us adore him. Um, jingle bells, jingle bells, go. Hallelujah. Why? Because it just has a good rhythm and it tells about Jesus. I don't have a Christmas song. Jingle bells. Why? Joy. Why? Because it's good. Jingle bells. Because it's Christmas Day. Yeah? Do you know why it's Christmas Day? What happened? I don't know. <laughs> Celebrate Jesus' birth. Jesus was born. Because it's it's celebrated because of Jesus. From that Jesus was born, so he can come into the world and die on the cross for us. Because it's fun. All right, so give it up for our kids. Merry Christmas from our kids here at Byesville Assembly of God. So, of course, Merry Christmas, first of all. And, of course, Christmas means many different things to many different people. And so today, we have to know that one thing is for sure. We celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ the Savior of the world. And so this morning, we're going to be in Luke chapter 1, verse 26. If you could open your Bibles to there. 
If you are techie, you can go on the YouVersion Bible app, and that's where we have our notes for the day. In the YouVersion Bible app, you go to the More tab and click Events and search our church's name. All these scriptures and our points are going to be in there today, and you can find them very easily if you are techie. If you are not, don't worry about it. Follow along on the screen. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38, it says this, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. To a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be according to me, to, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. <clears throat> so point number one is Mary's promise. Mary had a promise that something was going to come, and that something was the Savior of the world, but that something was going to be in her and then come out of her. Okay, so there's a lot going on in this passage. In this section, we have the promise of Jesus, and as Luke stated, <clears throat> Mary was afraid when she saw the angel. Now listen, when I'm scared of something, I'm out of there. I'm gone. I'm scared of bees. I'm scared of hornets. I'm scared of wasps. And I'm not kidding. I'll be out of there, gone, sprinting away. Anything that has a stinger thing on it and it flies, it can do something. It can do two things I can't, fly and sting, okay? And so that's why I don't like it. It has some sort of power over me, okay? And I don't like that. Um, and, and, and it hurts, too. So when... when uh, I'm running away from them sometimes, and this is awful. You're going to think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, last summer, <clears throat> I was running away from a wasp, and I forgot that my own kid was swinging on the swing still. <laughs> and now listen, he, Nehemiah, this was Nehemiah, and of course, he's just swinging away, literally without a care in the world. And he's braver than I, okay? So of course, when I realized what I had done as an awful father, I ran back and I grabbed him and I brought him back to safety, to shelter uh, inside the house. I had to run back into the fear zone to get him. I don't know. I've always been afraid of them. And in fact, uh, when I was young, I was afraid of them too, and you know, as a toddler and whatever, and I would always run away from bees or wasps and hornets. And someone asked me when I was in college, they said, so were you, were you stung as a kid and that's why you're afraid? And I said, no, I wasn't. But anything that has a stinger on it and is going to fly, you're crazy to stay there by them. What good can come out of that? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Unless they're making honey. Which, of course, we know Reed has been making honey this last season. It's just been so awesome. And if you've not gotten that honey, you need to get some. Do you have any left this season? No. No? Okay. So next, next season, we'll get some more honey. Um, 
he and I are very different people, okay? He's, he's going in with those bees, and I'm away from those bees, but I enjoy the honey that comes from it, so I should be thankful. Um, but it's just something I don't like, and if it's something I don't like, I'm out of there, and I feel like all of us, that's the way it is. If we're scared of something, we're not going to hang around, and so especially, get this, if it's in the evening, and someone that's not supposed to be in my house is in my house, that would pose a problem, I think, for all of us, okay? And so this is what happens to Mary. Unannounced, here's Mary with this angel, and she's obviously scared, but the angel told her not to fear and that she found favor with God. And she still wondered what was going to happen from this visit because it's not every day that an angel appears to a person. Now, I know people personally in this church who have said, I've seen angels before, and it's not an everyday occurrence, but I know people who have, and I believe that. I believe you have. I've never personally seen a physical angel, at least not that I can remember, and, uh, but it does happen to some people. And so for Mary, it happened to her, and she was scared, but she wondered what was going to happen. And the angel tells her that she's going to give birth to the Savior of the world and to name him Jesus. And I'm sure that after some, some very uh, surprising consideration that she did very quickly on the spot, she told the angel, okay, listen, if this is God, then let it be done. And you know what? I feel like that's something we need to get into the habit of doing. <clears throat> because when it comes to our relationship with God, sometimes we're scared of things that we, we read in the Word and we say, God, I don't, I don't want to do that. I, you know, going up to that person that you're telling me to do, I don't want to do that. But we've got to get into the habit of saying, okay, if that's God, I want to be a part of it, so let it happen. I think about the same thing of baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, that often freaks people out at the onset. But what I did when I was, um, and what I suggest for people to do is you're considering baptism in the Holy Spirit and praying for that spiritual gift that God gives you. One of the things to do is to say, okay, if I've not experienced it, I say, God, okay, if this is something that you have for me, then let it be done. And it doesn't have to be a, a crazy thing where, uh, you know, where you feel obligated to do this, that, or the other thing. You just say, God, if this is something you have for me and my relationship with God, then let it be done. And that's what Mary did here. She says, I am the servant of the Lord. I am going to do whatever it is. She had trust in her God. She had trust in her God. And what trust that she had to be willing to go through the emotional turmoil that she would have to go through when people now question about how she got pregnant. Usually, we don't question how people got pregnant. Without going into detail, I think we know how that happens. And so I can just see this conversation with when Mary goes back to her parents and she says, okay, mom, you'll never believe it, but an angel of the Lord appeared to me and told me, God says you're going to have a baby. And the baby was just implanted into me, mom. Isn't that just a miracle? Okay. You can just imagine how this conversation would go down in a household today. And mom's saying, yeah, all right, likely story there, fella. Heard that one before. And Mary's saying, no, honest mom, seriously, Joseph and I have been good. We've not crossed any boundaries. And, and of course, it sounds like a difficult conversation with her parents. But just think about seriously what she went through in that day and age. In that day and age, living together before you're married, 
sexual intercourse before marriage did not happen in, or I'm sorry, it's not that it didn't happen, but it was not socially acceptable like we have seen in today's day and age. But the Bible still stands. It is not acceptable as we see what the Lord says in the Word of God. And so this is something that was difficult for her because she was then going to be ridiculed in front of all these people. She was going to be looked at as the bottom of the totem pole. God was saying, okay, you're going to have this baby, but in the course of this, she was going to be looked at as so awful in that day and age. And although she actually remained pure, although she actually was pure in heart, the Holy Spirit miraculously placed this baby inside of Mary. It was a miracle, and it could only have happened from God. This baby was born. He was sinless. He died for our sins on the cross. It was truly a miracle. Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. <laughs> I was, sorry, when I read the Bible to my son Nehemiah, I'll pause and then he'll say the next word. So um, I, I forgot that I was reading to you. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. My sister called, uh, messaged us early this morning at two in the morning to let us know that on Christmas morning, she went into labor with her secondborn, and it is a girl. And I am so excited because she's you know, at the moment in labor and uh, this baby's gonna come. It's just a beautiful Christmas gift and I just had to throw that out there this morning because just as Mary gave birth to Jesus, it's just kind of hitting close to home this morning as my sister's going to give birth to my first niece and the first granddaughter in the side of the family. So it is just a, a really beautiful thing. So moving on, uh, number, point number two, the birth of Jesus. Finally, the birth of Jesus had come. And on this Christmas morning, I just simply take a breath in and out and reflect and just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. What a beautiful day that we can recognize the fact that finally the Savior, Jesus Christ, had been born. It's a birthday party today, so to speak, because we're honoring and we're remembering his birth. And eventually, we understand about the story of Jesus that he didn't just stay a baby. He grew up, and God's plan was that Jesus would die for our sins on the cross and provide eternal life for those who believe. And it sounds simple, you say. Well, Yes, in one sense, it is simple for us, but in another sense, it's not simple because the pain of dying and excruciating death was taken on by a man named Jesus Christ, and that excruciating death that you deserved because of your sins, Jesus took that penalty for you. Romans 6.23 says that everyone's sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You can't escape the grip of sin. You can't escape the grip of sin. We're born into a world of sin. It is a sinful world. It's awful. It's bad. This world is falling apart. There's bad things. But I have hope because, first of all, I'm a joyful person in general. But second of all, I have the hope of Jesus Christ in my heart, knowing that I have salvation in him. And this world is not my home. When I'm dead, my soul goes to heaven because I have salvation in Jesus Christ. But the fact of the matter is that those who do not have salvation do not go to heaven. And the wages of sin is death, which means hell. But Romans 6.23 says that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
What that means is that naturally, you're on your way to death. You're on your way to hell. And if Jesus wouldn't have been born as a baby and died on the cross for your sins, we would all be on our way to death. And you say, well, wait a minute. I've been a pretty good person. I really don't deserve something like hell because I'm nice to people. And I've done some good things. And I've carried some groceries in for the old lady at the supermarket and this, that, and the other thing. And first of all, I say thank you for doing all those kind things because those are kind of generous things to do. But Ephesians 2, chapter, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9 says that it's, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. That's the point of this whole thing. Good, good works are great and stuff, but that comes as a result of our relationship with Jesus. Good works are not what saves us. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one can boast. You can't boast about your salvation except in Jesus. It's not something that you can boast about because of things you have done. So point number three is salvation not by works. Grace isn't something you get because you've been a good person. In fact, good works and being a good person doesn't even play a role in your salvation story. You coming before a holy God as a messed up, broken, falling apart individual is what God would rather have. Psalm 51.17 proves this point where it says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. A broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. So come broken. Man, I feel like there's a, a theme in churches nowadays where people think that you've got to be put together. But then when people come to church and they look at what seemingly looks like put together people and then they get hurt by somebody in the church, they recognize that it's not always what it's cracked up to be. You know, people aren't good on their own doing. And you have got to come broken before God. I know that I'm not a perfect individual and I make mistakes and I stand before you humbled before a holy God knowing I've done nothing on my own to, accept, to, to get salvation on my own doing except for saying, Jesus, I believe in you. That's it. Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I confess my sins to you, and I give them to you. There is nothing on my own doing <clears throat> that could save me. So, God's not interested in people who make it seem like they have it all together. He loves them, but if we're talking about what saves you, that's not what it is. So, if you're feeling like you're falling apart this morning, welcome. You are welcome here. Welcome to our church where we're imperfect individuals and we serve a perfect God. So I would venture to say that if you're broken and you're here today, that you're doing pretty good in the eyes of God. Because as I read in the Bible, I see people who are broken as ripe for a touch from God. I'm going to say it again. I see people that are broken as ripe for a touch from God. As we come broken before him, he can do the repair work. But if we don't bring ourselves to him because we feel that we're put together, we're not giving him an opportunity to transform us. You don't have to be perfect. Welcome to a church and a people and a pastor and a leadership who is imperfect. Welcome. You're in good company. Kendra, would you come forward this morning? Today, as we approach Christmas 2022... We have an opportunity to give our hearts to Christ. 
And what a beautiful gift that you can receive on Christmas morning 2022 of salvation in Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised you, God raised him, Jesus, from the dead, you will be saved. Have you accepted Christ into your heart? And you think, oh man, we've heard this a million times, Pastor. I don't know why you're talking about this whole Jesus thing again. I'm talking about it because that's the whole reason why we're here. You've come on Christmas morning on purpose with a purpose. You're not here by accident. I truly believe that. And we celebrate Christmas because of Jesus. All the stuff I hear about good vibes and all that stuff, okay, that's, that's fine and dandy, but I'll tell you, there is power in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's a powerful joy that I have in Christ because of what he's done for me. It's fun to give gifts. It's fun to get gifts. It's cool to look at Christmas trees and snow and cold weather. I mean, you may not like that cold weather part. That's fine, but I do. Um, It's fun to look at the things you enjoy and see the holiday Christmas season. But we can't forget in the midst of it all that Jesus is the reason why we're celebrating in this season. So have you accepted Christ into your heart? That's, that's why we're here today. That's why we're here every Sunday, to be honest with you. Not only to give opportunity to accept Christ, but also to praise God for who he is and praise his son Jesus for what he's done for us. Have you accepted Christ into your heart? Have you confessed your sins to him? It means your eternity. And so I encourage you, not only encourage you, but I implore you today because of the importance that I understand this is. Would you make a commitment to Jesus? Take God seriously and begin this relationship that will last into eternity. You know, things in this world fade away. I was once involved in things that I'm not proud of. When I was in high school, I was an addict to pornography. And it took me under the grip of sin for four years straight. But in my, after my senior year of high school, he saved me out of that life of sin and death. In a moment... In a moment, I knelt down on my knees and I cried and I cried and I cried because I realized the sin that I was involved in and I realized the Savior that was saving me in that moment. That's my story. And since that day, I've not gone back to that life of addiction since. I serve a God that can do that. And it's not just for addictions such as pornography. It's for addictions such as drugs and such as alcohol and addictions maybe even to gossip. You can't seem to close your mouth and you just want to stop talking sometimes. And whatever life it is that you are seeming to live this morning, there is freedom. And I'm living proof of that. And it's to God's glory that I stand before you today as a Christian. It's only because of Jesus. And I truly also believe the prayers of so many people that prayed for me. I told you, you come to a church where we're not perfect people. I'm not perfect. I've not always made good decisions. But I serve a God who saved me out of that. That's our hope today. That's our hope today. Would you bow your head and close your eyes and reflect on what Jesus is speaking to our hearts today? If you'd like to accept Christ into your heart, I just simply ask that you put your hand in the air and put it back down. On this Christmas morning, just simply make that one action step. 
of putting your hand in the air and putting it back down. And on this morning, we're going to pray a prayer of salvation in Jesus Christ. This morning as a church, would you repeat after me as we pray this prayer? Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner and I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I believe that Jesus died on the cross and he rose from the dead. Help me to turn from my sin and live for you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we clap this morning and celebrate Jesus? What an exciting morning. If you've made that decision for Jesus, you are not alone, and I want to connect with you before you leave or connect with one of our people on our leadership team. We want to connect with you and encourage you in the decision you've made. Additionally, as we close today, we're not done yet. One last thing I'd like to do. Kendra? You know, on this Christmas Day 2022, we recognize that this is the day that Jesus was born. And last night, if you came, we, at our Christmas Eve service, we talked about the significance of all four, actually all five of these candles uh, that we lit last night. And of course, we're lighting again this morning. But in the middle, the most important of them all on this Christmas morning is the Christ candle. And this is white. This candle is white, and what it represents is Christ's blamelessness as he came into this world, giving us opportunity to accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. As we close this morning, would you join hands with your family or your friends that are around you today? And if you are sitting by yourself, please go be adopted into someone else's family, okay? So please jump over with somebody. Join hands with the people that are around you. And we're going to just close in a family prayer, uh, a church family prayer, and um, making sure no one's, no one's by themselves. Are you ready? I just want to help us recognize the importance of family on Christmas. And of course, we put the focus on Jesus, but we also need to make sure that we're remembering the focus on family. Family is so important, and we're going into Christmas and into this Christmas season. You guys can come right on up. We're going into this Christmas season, and we've got to recognize that we're going to be with our families, and sometimes with our families, um, it can get difficult, but I, uh, I like sometimes here, I love you, Nehemiah. You're a sweet boy. You want to come up by daddy? You want to come up? Okay, you can stay there. That's fine. I'm going to come down by you. So, we want to recognize family this Christmas. And if you're going into difficult family situations this Christmas, I want to remind you of the importance of unity and the importance of peace that God gives us the ability to do. Would you join hands with your family and we're going to pray together this Christmas? Dear Jesus, we thank you for family. We thank you for friends. God, I thank you for our church family, that even in times that we might feel alone, we have our church family surrounding us. Dear Jesus, I just pray that you would bless us this Christmas season, bless our families, bless our festivities together, and most importantly, help us to have Jesus at the center of it all. We thank you and we praise you. If anyone is traveling, keep them safe on the roads today and over this next week. We bring honor to Jesus, the name that is above every other name. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. God bless you on this Christmas morning. Have a great celebration, and we'll see you next Sunday, New Year's Day. 
Thank you for listening this week. If this program has been a blessing to you, we hope you will reach out and connect with us online at our website at buysvilleag.org or connect with us on our social media platforms. On Facebook, it's Buysville Assembly of God or on Instagram, it's at Buysville AG. Have a wonderful week.